Welcome back, everyone. My name is JT, and you are listening to Geo Talks. Today we have Drill, Mike, and Jenna. Say hey, Jenna. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm the secretary of Geo, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we're doing so far. So um, we have decided to start a financial curriculum where we're going to be teaching students about financial literacy, such as budgeting, savings, and debt, getting out of debt. And uh, we have gotten the opportunity to be able to actually teach some students this summer. We're working with another nonprofit, and so that's what we have in the works. We're really excited about being able to start that opportunity. Another thing that we have coming up is the back-to-school event. So this is our fourth annual back-to-school event, and it's going to be August 3rd, 2019 at New Solid Rock Christian Church. Check out our Facebook page. We're going to have pre-registration for it. So if you guys want to come and have games and learn some stuff and also get free supplies and free food, be there. 11 o'clock a.m. August 3rd, 2019. Perfect. Thank you, Jenna. All right. Today we have a few topics we want to hit on. The first topic is, do you think schools should promote, support student entrepreneurship? What do y'all feel about that? A good idea. Yeah, because a lot of times schools, in my opinion, don't support independent thinking, but independent thinking fuels how stuff works to me. So. Yeah, because nowadays it kind of seems seems like we're training our kids to be more of an assembly line, in yeah. a sense, yeah. just standing in order, follow this direction, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's unique or genuine. So yeah, I understand that. What about you? I like entrepreneurship. Uh, uh, I would say we got a shortage of business owners in society today. Just like you said, everybody seems like they're being raised to you know go work for somebody. Which is nothing wrong with working for somebody, but we need people who are producers. You know, back in the day before the, well, the industrial revolution, you know, pretty much everybody made their own things and they sold their own things. And people kind of don't do that now. You know, we all go go to college, get a job. They go work for somebody for the rest of our lives, and nobody's actually creating anything. So, of course, I think we should do it. Entrepreneurship should be supported in the school system. What about you, Mike? I agree as well because I feel like at this point we probably consume more than we create. Um, so, it's good to be consumers, um, of course, because we got to get paid, right? But it's also good to. Um, I guess even introduce entrepreneurship into schools because a lot of times the kids they don't know unless we tell them unless we you know try to support them in whatever they're trying to do it's possible that kids in high school you know and even middle school can start their own business doing something it doesn't have to be a, a you know fortune 500 company or anything like that but just giving them the support that they need and letting them know that, hey, it's something out there that I can do to generate income for myself. So how would they go about doing that? Like, how do you think, or what do you think the best route for uh, the schools to be able to support entrepreneurship as far as students? Because I know a lot of people that I know that like either you know, sold candy or sold quote-unquote illegal DVDs, which is probably you shouldn't do that. But I'm just saying, selling That's anything, a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> So like selling, selling anything in school is frowned upon. Mm-hmm. So 
with that being said, how do you go about doing it? How would the school I'm, do it? I mean, another way I know for me with JPS, um, they took out a lot of courses that taught you, uh, I guess, certain skill sets, whether it was like woodworking, mechanic stuff, or anything like that, to where you were only stuck on the core curriculum and you had nowhere else to venture out. So I think part of it is introducing the students to different things. Uh, whether it's some schools, they have students do their own news broadcast, like in the morning, lay down, like this is what's happening at such and such period, such and such after school, uh, during this week, so they can practice that, be in their own studio and know how to operate their equipment. So just exposing them to more things versus just keeping them um, in a closed environment and stuff like that. Because I was thinking like, I think it would be a good idea if, like, say for instance, people or the students were able to sell items and things like that, if the school actually set it up in a constructive manner, in a controlled environment, say like a, at a certain period of time where, you know, everybody's in the gym or something like that, then maybe they, they had booths and stuff set up. Like I say, in a controlled environment, they can kind of go around and sell their items. I think that would promote entrepreneurship, teach the kids how to market, you know, how to uh, deal with bid, do business things and stuff like that. I think that would really be helpful, but of course, I don't think schools really want to do it. I think they want to promote. They don't want to promote it. I think sometimes it's not necessarily what they want to do or what they have the financial abilities to do, because while... Some schools have a lot of funding and they can do a lot of extracurriculars. Some schools can't even like have a good textbook or good music program. So, of course, they can't go out and they're not trying to think about what the students want as extra now. What are they trying to just stick to the regular Yeah, they're just trying to get them to pass test scores. I can see that. It could be that and then also depending if it's a public school getting approved by the district because it could be the school wants to do that but nobody's approving and allowing them to do it. So, so how do you change factor. that? Like, how could we go about changing it? Because I don't know much about the district or whatnot, but who, who's the one that said the curriculum? The district, right? Is that who, who said the curriculum? I'm actually not sure about that. I don't know if the curriculum is 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 set by the teachers at the schools, or I'm sure they, they have certain guidelines that they have to follow, but I, I, I think that they say, hey, you have to cover this, this, and this, and that, and how they set the curriculum up. Because every teacher got their own, what, what they call it? Uh, lesson plan. Lesson plan. Right. So every teacher work on their own lesson plans. Right. So but it's catered to the curriculum of what the school wants. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, how they want to implement that curriculum is derived by their lesson plan. Do teachers have discretion as far as what they teach after they completed with the, the mandatory requirements? Do you know? No idea. I wonder. We need to find a teacher. We do. I know a teacher too. Because that would be somebody we could definitely yeah, I, I agree. Because I know none of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they could always do it as just, um, instead of within the actual school curriculum, a start could be like a club or something. So, But as long as the school supported the club and what the club did, um, it would be a good way to start out small to just whoever's interested in entrepreneurship. But it's just, I think, but I do also think nowadays, with social media and just internet access that entrepreneurship seems to be more on the rise and that younger people do know what it is now. Because I know I didn't think about those kind of things when I was in high school or younger. But you got to ask yourself, why did I not have those thoughts? 
because it wasn't I, I wasn't, introduced. Yeah, yeah it wasn't, exactly. it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't fed, fed to me. Yeah, so I think yeah. now that they're seeing, like, you go on Instagram, there's so many different people that are just advertising what they do and themselves on Instagram as a person, individual. So um, I think they do have access to it, but I do think it would be better to promote it in their in-person setting. And just so they don't think that it's just something you do over social media. It's something that you can actually incorporate into your actual life. And yeah, I think they should do it. Right. Because the way I feel, the earlier that you introduce it, the more uh, that that student or that child can think about something that they could do to start a business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, because Kids are kids have crazy minds these days. Mm-hmm. Crazy as in good, mm-hmm. right? And they have a lot of good ideas. They just don't. They don't know that they can probably make money from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't know that their ideas can turn into a business where they can help people mm-hmm. or you know have any type of return. Mm-hmm. They just just like YouTube. Just like ideas. For example, just like YouTube, man. There's so many people out there that made like lots and lots of money off like YouTube videos. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure when they first got into it, they were saying. I'm trying to make a million dollars. They probably just saying, hey, I like make videos and I want to do what people to actually watch me make these videos. And they put the, the videos on there and people get paid a lot of money. A lot of money to just do YouTube videos. That's right. You know? That's right. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not sure as to why it's not being taught. Well, one of the things that you get on was about like selling candy and things like that. Yeah. Now for that, it may... The concern that I see when it comes to selling candy is how can the schools regulate that? Because how many, how much can you promote selling candy? I think before everybody started doing it, yeah. <laughs> and then at that point, yeah. you know, like it needs to be some that, type of That's just an example. Right? That's just an example. But that's just one example. You know what I'm saying? People sell beads. People sell. Uh, I've seen people sell. Like different clay and stuff that they make, you know, just a whole bunch of different stuff. So I hope I hope everybody wouldn't do it sell candy, but that's just right. an example. Right. I was thinking a way that you could, if you think about a school, a school is like a miniature version of how the world is run, basically. So if you think it's about, yeah. So if you think about the school and how they basically have control over your life while you're there, everything you do, when you go to the bathroom, when you eat. And um, so, why not? They can get a permit. So, not everybody's just walking in there with a box of candies trying to sell candy or beads or whatever. They actually have to get a permit from the school. And if the school grants you a permit, then they also have give you rules and guidelines on when you can sell it, where you can sell it. And I think it's just they have to set up rules. But, of course, that takes time. And it has to be an agreement within the school or within the district. I guess it really depends on how it's run. Hey, but you know what? Just take it back off that. You know what I mean? In the refuge, I just thought about something. So, like, for example, what if everybody decide, oh, everybody wants to sell candy? Well, it's going to teach you another business lesson. Nobody about to make no money. <laughs> what is it? The Unless you got it. Right. How to make stand a, out. A dollar, all my stuff, 25 cents. Exactly. You're you not making no money. Yeah. You get the business, but you ain't going to make no profit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sales money, <what he> been. <laughs> I bought my stuff from Sam's, so. The only way you make money if you get yourself for free. That's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> I think another big thing is the uh, 
because I'm 100% behind that. I think another big reason why I'm behind it is because, for me, I always wanted to own something of my own to give back. Like, if you're working under someone your whole life, once you leave that job, you really have nothing to pass on to your kids. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you might have, hopefully you budgeted and developed, you know, wealth and stuff like that. But as far as you don't, you don't have anything to pass through your family. Whereas if I own, like you said, it doesn't have to be a multi-million or billion dollar company. But if I own this particular shop or this lawn care service, I can pass it down to my daughter, pass it down to my son. And then if they all decide, you know, I don't want to go off and do, working as a news anchor, do anything like that. I still have this family business that I can take care of have money to come in. That's so. a good point. You can't pass down your job. Exactly. Unless you own the business. Correct. You Correct. can't pass it down. And like, and I think that's another conversation that we should have, but ownership is super important, right? If, 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 if it's not a business, ownership and just real estate, for example, you, know, you can pass that down. So you're right about that. And, and then also ownership provides creativity because a lot of times when you're working under companies, your creativity is it's basically canceled, you know, because you, 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 you have to exactly have to do it the way they want, and your way might actually be better, but because you signed the contract to do yep. this and do that, mm-hmm. you basically just... What's this, what is it called? Is that intellectual property that they have over you? I think it is. It's something yeah. like that? Like, you, like, for example, you worked at uh, Google, and then you came up with something... Yes, it's, yeah, yeah. while you're working with them, they right. have the rights to that, correct? Isn't that yeah. crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so you kind of got... A lot of people don't pay attention to that either. And, but going back to what you were saying about having uh, your own business and passing down the business, it's also a mindset too that you, that is good to pass it down. And I think that a lot of people that are entrepreneurs today, they all get it from somewhere, and it's either a mentor or their parents. But a lot of times that I've seen, uh, like I was reading an article about a girl who uh, managed to save I think a hundred thousand dollars by the time she was 25 or something and it was really just because uh, just started out with her dad going he he was a salesman so he would go into these little shops and he noticed that they needed like a gumball machine or something so he walked up to her bought a gumball machine was like look this is what you're gonna do he showed her how to do it and then told her how to manage it and so but she that was her first business she was maybe like nine and she was already learning how to run a business at that point. So hey, I think, but you know, another point is most people are afraid of, of not just um, you know being told no, but a lot of people are afraid of sales because of the being well, like, told yeah. just failure or something like that. Right, because like for example, you know, uh, I was reading somewhere watching a YouTube video, and everybody kept you know the guy kept saying you know everybody should do at least one sales job where they work completely and totally on commission. And I thought about that. And if everybody at least worked a job that they were totally on commission, a lot of people wouldn't make <laughs> wouldn't make any money. Because most people aren't good at that. And when you're in business, that's a prime thing in business. You gotta be able to sell. You see what I'm saying? And you think about that. That's why I was telling you, you know, uh, working hard, you know, what I, what I say, working hard doesn't equal more money. You know, a lot of people make money off their time. But like if you really work and you're making money off of your results. It's all about results, cause like you work, like I say, you working for a full commission. You can work a hundred hours, but if you don't sell that house or sell that car, you're not making no money. Mm-hmm. True, but and I also think people look at failure. Like for me, failure is succeeding in something that doesn't matter. To me, that's what failure is, versus just making a mistake. Right. Cause I mean, you can learn from that mistake, mm-hmm. but if you 
Uh, matter of fact, Jim Carrey said it best. He talked about how his dad gave up on his uh, career to be a comedian, and he stuck with a, a nine-to-five job and got laid off. And he talked about how you can still fail by doing the safe route. So why not take the risk? You know, he took the risk and became a comedian. So. So why not take the risk? But yeah, Jim, man, y'all should watch a lot of uh, Jim Carrey can paint, man. He's an yeah. artist and yeah. all the stuff. He he's, he has a lot of a lot of good perspectives. You should probably watch some of his videos. Um, let's see. The next topic we want to talk about is the Morehouse College graduation. I'm not sure if you guys heard about that. Mike, you want to open that part up a little bit? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, what was a few weeks ago? Um, Morehouse had a college graduation, and Dr. Robert Smith um, was the uh, speaker. Uh, and while he was speaking, during his speech, he decided to, like, hey, you know what, guys? Everybody that got debt here, all the college debt, I'm going to just pay for it. Don't worry about it. And he made the commitment right then and there to pretty much wipe away all student debt um, for all of the students um, that were graduating, all of the graduates for Morehouse College 2019. Uh, I think it ended up being, what, around $40 million? $40 million. That's a lot of money. What do y'all think about that? That's a big time thing. First, I thought that I went to the wrong school at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> Then they only accept males anyway. All right? Oh, yeah, it's it's Morehouse is a male school, Spelman is a female school. It's the best school. So, wow. good for them, though. Is it? Thanks. I could have sworn one. I don't know, because oh, I, 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 a few yeah. years ago, I remember working at McAllister, and the girl came in with a Morehouse shirt. Where is she? It was like wore, a basketball she could, she team. Could wear thing. A shirt. I know, but I think it, I could have sworn it said women's. So, I, I don't know. They might have. Kind of like uh, the Mississippi College for women. It, yeah, because they take men's now. Yeah. Uh, college and now they accept uh, men. Well, so, in that case, but my my statement still stands. But other than that, <laughs> I think it's really good that for once, uh, somebody with a lot of wealth is dispersing it to other people who could use the hand up. So it's I think a men's it's, college. Yes. It so it's still a men's college. Yes. So they do they only accept? But, but do they only accept? Because like she said, with a uh, uh, MUW, MUW, a, a man can actually go to it. Black men's college. Yeah, MUW is too. Well, yeah, for, for women, women's, but they, they still they accept, accept men now. They changed it. I see your point. Well, I don't ask if they accept them. Hey, Google. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think, um, I think it's really good that that he actually, if he, as long as he goes goes through with it. Yeah, don't know, back out in the yeah, middle. Like, oh, you know what? I was uh, crunching some numbers. Okay. And, uh, I didn't realize it was this many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I thought it said 30 million. It's 42. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't butcher. I pay half your tuition. He's like Burger King on Twitter. You heard about Burger King? Uh. Burger King was like, uh, hey, I'm going to help your student loan debt and uh, rush your cash app. Someone put a cash app so you got to bow down and then you spend $5 on cash app. Wow. But I really, I think Burger King is doing something for student debt too. I saw an article before and I didn't deep dive into it. This one was the last 33 women who entered and graduated from the class of 2019 it says Morehouse College and all all male historically black school in Atlanta said it would open its enrollment to transgender men, but it doesn't say anything about women. I didn't even know okay. that. I didn't even I know, didn't that, know that. that. Learn something new every day. Right. But yeah, I mean, gr- luckily I didn't have any college debt, so I'm, I'm good on that. You're anyway. blessed. You're very blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I ain't just, <laughs> just throw in their face. Yeah, I did. Right? Uh, 
But yeah, if, if I were in this situation, especially if, you know, I didn't have the funds to even cover and I was stressing about because most students are stressing, especially even the freshman year, about how I'm going to pay this, you know. And because uh, it's no really, it's not, not necessarily a guarantee that you're going to land that job that you want and all the stuff like it's that. No so guarantee it's, you gonna graduate. That's true, yeah. too. That's true, too. <laughs> Yeah, and then if you don't exactly. graduate, you still owe all exactly. that money, so it don't really exactly. matter. But once again, if you don't take that risk, right? Yep. Yeah. You gotta take the risk. Playing a safe route, it's a risky as uh, well, right? But yeah, I, I would definitely be happy in that situation. I probably would have called my parents. Like, you ain't gonna believe this. So that guy must be like, a, he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. He is a billionaire. You gotta be a billionaire. Yeah, he is though. Forty million dollars. It's confirmed. He's a confirmed billionaire. I think he had like some type of software company or something that he sold it or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Is he a recent billionaire? He been a billionaire. He been a billionaire. He's like he's a philanthropist, so like he's giving away money before. It's not like the first time. I read somewhere he had more money than Oprah. I've heard that too. Yeah. Oprah what? Is this a little over a billion? Some. But you know, we know she's the richest female. Female. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, and then I, I believe he said that he wanted to make sure, or he was basically saying, you know, if I help you guys out with this, I know one day you'll be able to pass on this blessing to somebody else. And I sure hope that's true. And I really hope people don't squander because they're like, oh yeah, I like some $90,000 free. I mean, it, it might not be all of them, but I'm pretty sure in that in that situation he planted a seed, mm-hmm. and I. It, it, as long as even two or three people do it, you exactly. know, that's yeah. still a blessing to whoever receives exactly. it. So. Yeah. Some will, some won't. But if you look at how many people graduated, which I don't know the actual numbers. I think it was like close to 400. 400 people graduated. Somebody, yeah, somebody's going to end up doing yeah. that. Yeah. I'm thinking at least 10% of them probably going to end up being millionaires at some point in their life. Really? I, I would say 10%. That's a big number, Mike. Uh, 10% of 400 is 40. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Millionaires? Yeah. yeah, I said, yeah. I mean, you think about it, you got people who own lawn care services. Like, I remember when I worked in McAllister's. And so it was. I mean, that too. Okay. But I remember this guy, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jackson, and when you saw him, he didn't. He did not look like he was a millionaire, but he had millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I know a lot you of know. millionaires that don't look like Yeah, it don't look like it at all. And, and did not have any, you know, the things that you think a millionaire would have. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of millions while we're here that we would never know that they're millions. A lot of farmers, oh, yeah. stuff like that, especially farmers now. So yeah, yeah. 40 out of 400, 10% yeah. of that, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. At least five. Guaranteed. I get, I, at least yeah, five. I get, I get a five. Five yeah. out of 400, yeah. I get a five. And then if those five do the same thing for another set of 400, I mean, it's yeah. a big change. That, that, and so on and so forth. You know, um, one thing that I want to say because I was thinking, I'm sorry. He just but cutting was, people off. I was just thinking, it's like if you were to expand it to the whole world, does that mean ten percent of the whole world is millionaires? No, 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 no. I would only say for that, and the only reason why I say that because they or, got degrees. No, 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 not because they had degrees. Because you don't have to have a degree to be a millionaire. Fashion. But what I will say is that because of just like JT said, the seed that he planted. Okay. You know how many people that like work their butts off to get where they are. And to have their degree, and then somebody to come in and bless them with the fact of knowing that hey, you pretty much debt free if you don't have any other so debt. So he compounded. He compounded. Compounded. Mm-hmm. And how how many people did that motivate? That probably changed a lot of people's lives. Right. And changed the, the future generations too. Exactly. It just it changed their lives, changed their mindset, mm-hmm. and everything to say oh, so those same people 
Now, prior to that, I would say, no, 10% of them, no, they probably wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have been millionaires. Gotcha. But only saying. because he did what he did. That, yeah, that's true. They have that no debt. inspired yeah, you know. them yeah. to... You. Correct. Correct. Um, so yeah, actually I was gonna say something related to what you're saying about changing their mindset is uh, what I, I'm always curious about when people give money or especially in that big amount it makes a big change I would like to see more education being passed down too just because sometimes people get themselves into debt and then they think about the consequences later. So like maybe they are graduating and they know they have this debt, but they're still in that mindset of like, okay, I'll just figure it out as I, you know, as I go. And they don't know, realize the seriousness of it or how to even get out of debt. So like maybe they find themselves getting back into debt because they lessen their burden of debt. And so I, I think it's good, but I would like to see more education being passed down to people to like, you know how we're doing with our scholarship, that makes good where sense. we're not just giving yeah. them money, we also want them to know that, you know, yeah. how to spend their money properly so they don't end up in the situation again. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. It kind of yeah. reminds you of the, the lottery winners. Oh, oh, they win all that money. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So they either go mm-hmm. broke immediately yeah. or, you know, they start doing drugs because yeah. of all the financial pressure from all sides. Well, you know, nowadays, a lot of athletes are actually more aware of that and actually are trying to educate themselves further educate themselves I, I can see that some but it, the, the, it probably increased but uh, probably not still at least 50% of it. oh yeah not 50% but so I remember uh, who was it um, I was watching what's that uh, show is it Hot Topics where they eat hot wings and stuff like that oh, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that uh-huh. and the, uh, they were talking about Gabrielle Union and she talked about how LeBron was a huge influence on her husband and how he made sure he grew in certain departments and stuff like that so i mean if you have individuals like that and relationships and that individual on that team is bettering itself with finances and stuff like that they're of course going to pass that down you, mm-hmm. you want your whole team and, and friendship friends to uh move up with you and stuff like yeah. that so i mean if you have people like that eventually it's going to help cover right. up to 50 percent yeah yeah but it is good to kind of couple that just like you said because if you think about it in a way on the negative side of that it could be like like the credit repair services, mm-hmm. or somebody pay somebody to fix their credit, but they didn't fix their behavior. Yeah. yeah. So right. they got good credit now, but their the behavior is still the same. Too. So they can still get back into the same situation. So just like you know, there um, there there are some. Just gonna say it, there are some that probably didn't you know only had student debt, and then now they're student debt they're they're debt free. Their student debt it has been paid, but since they don't have the proper knowledge. They could get themselves right back into $90,000 worth of debt. Mm-hmm. Probably you know worse. They're like, man, I'm going to get that new car now. And yeah, it's, just, and it's yep. just because yeah. I ain't got student loan debt no more. Right. You know what? So now I'm about to have it's, this car debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ones that had them big refund checks, they were maxing out them student loans. Uh-huh. The whole time they maxing out, they got them four or five thousand dollar refund checks, making that maxing that thing out. So then the guy come along, was like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm paying for all that." And I'm like, "Yo!" So, <laughs> so now they're like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely get back." <laughs> it's funny. Uh, oh, uh, high school classmate, he talked about how he used towards his senior year. No, excuse me, when he got his master, he used his refund check. And he was always already saving money, but he used part of his refund check to invest in owning a townhouse. And he ended up, um, I think similar to what you said one of your friends did, but he lived on one side of it and rented out the other. And then, so what you tell me is he used his student loans 
as an investment. Correct. Now that is a smart way to do it. <laughs> it is a smart That's way to do it. Yeah. It's smart and, way to do it. And, 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 yeah. Well, the, the, well, from what he said was somebody older than him basically a mentor. That's what I said. I, I like, got a feeling yeah, somebody told him yeah. to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But think about that for a That's second, a good, though. Think, you, think, you couldn't get along any other way. But yeah. They give you a student loan, but they ain't going to give you a loan to get there. But think about that for a second. People that get student loans nowadays, when, when do they pay them off? Whenever, right? You get a student loan now and you use the excess of those funds to purchase some property as an investment, you will immediately start getting some type of return on, on, on that. With that return that you get, you can pay off your loan, but you still got your investment. Correct. You know what? Y'all, I had never thought about that. Never thought about that. That's a great idea. I'm just saying. And he said, I think he said it took him seven grand. Because you got to pay it off anyway. Put it into something that will generate income that you can pay. You ain't got to come out your pocket. No. So now he has That's smart. a real estate smart. property, and I think he just. Now I wouldn't go into debt uh, to do it. Him and a group of friends invested in. I didn't have to. So. Well, it's not going into debt to do it because she was going to get the money anyway. He was just going to spend yeah, the money that's, on that's something That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm okay. saying. I, if, I, if I knew for a fact I, to go, I wasn't going to have to worry about student loans and I don't have to get them, I wouldn't just take out student loans to do that. Oh, but right, if right. you're going to do it anyway, just saying. I, but I think, idea. and that's funny because it kind of ties back to what we were talking about promoting student entrepreneurship and that mentorship. If students knew about that in high school, and they no one else taught them, but then when they go to school, they're able to have that. Then they're able to think about stuff like that and make it. Even if they were to have to get a student loan or you know do whatever, they can make it work for their betterment. Wait, how and old do you have to be to buy real estate? Do you have to be 18? 21? No. At least 18, right? I would say at least 18. I think it is. Well, yeah. Yeah, they're in college. They should definitely. I say 18. But, I mean, he was getting his master's, so that's well over. Yeah, he's over 20. I had to go back to school and get that old master's degree myself. I'll let you hear that. Is there a... No, you know what? I don't think there is an age limit if you're if you're just buying it. Now, if you're getting if you're getting a loan for it, I think there's an age limit. Sure, they they definitely not gonna give you a loan. Right, but if you're buying it, because I know ten-year-olds that own property because of their parents. Yeah, so, so you have to have a parent sign for it. But right. if you're eighteen, you can sign legal documents. Yeah. Like Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Isn't that something though? They give you a student loan, but they won't give you a loan to buy a business or buy property or anything at that age. Isn't that something? This is risk. That's just for that bank or whoever. They're like, yeah, 18 year olds risky. Right? Yeah, but they're still risky even for the student loans. Most people, I would say, probably don't pay them back. That's the reason why they do it because they know more people would get student loans rather than business loans. They don't have that entrepreneurial mindship. They're just taught how to go to school. Taking it back to the top. Man. So so who is that benefiting though? Because think about how many people that went to school. Think about the percentage. I'm going to look that up. The people, the percentage of people that went to school to get degrees did not get them, but got the student loans. Mm. I'm sure it's a lot. Just just, just me speaking. So the number of college dropouts with student loans? Yes. Let's see if we can get those numbers. Google is working for us now. Give us a second. Just curious at this point. Okay, 3.9 million college students dropped out with debt. 3.9 million. 
million. That's and that's from 2017, though. That's just. And what's the average student student debt? Like thirty to forty thousand. Low, the low end. Well, let's just say the first. Let's just say they only did one semester. That could be a, one true. semester dropout. So they just do it on the low end of, of what, six to ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Some something like that. Yeah. To with what three point nine million? Is that, mm-hmm. that thirty nine million? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. Of, yeah, you're right. That's a lot. That's of money. a lot of money. And those are people who didn't even get the credentials that they needed to actually yeah. <laughs> to actually be able to afford to pay off the student. Yeah. So you now, know? yeah, now they're going back trying to find other jobs and stuff. He got an E in this. So. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled up the calculator and he said 39 E10. I said, what is that? He had turned to the side. That's, That's 39. Yep, it's definitely billion. That's a billion. $39 billion. Just, they're just on average. No, that's $10,000. We did $10,000, right? I mean, most people, I would say, I'm sure they got more than just $10,000. Right, $10, right. Like right. The average is probably like, like you said, everybody didn't finish or everybody didn't go all year, so probably about 15, 20. Yeah, that's easy. That's a lot of money. Billions. And they're making it. And what they're making the money out of? The interest. Because ain't nobody paying them off. Nope. All the money comes off the interest. Off the interest. That interest. Ain't nobody touching principal. Yep. Ain't nobody touching principal. They're just easy <laughs> way to make money. It is. They tell everybody to go to school, go to school. So that's what everybody do. So why do you think they would teach us how to manage the money? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because <laughs> what would they teach us? Money is one of the most important. making the world go around. Is it not? Money is one of the most important resources that everybody will use in their life. Period. Period. It is. You got time. That's something that we can never get back. You know, that's the number one important resource, I believe. But pretty darn close. If it's not second, it's money. Everybody need it. What you gonna do without it? You know what? You're right, man. What you gonna do without it? Nothing. Nothing. Even if you don't have money, somebody got money, because that's how you're still going around doing it. Going about your day. Why would they teach us how to manage money? They're making a lot of it on education. Quote unquote. Right, quote unquote. Y'all didn't see the, the fingers. The uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So the next one is the National Spelling Bee. Um, and we talked about this a little bit earlier prior to the podcast on how eight individuals uh, won the National Spelling Bee. Eight. That means, <laughs> and then I was telling uh, my team that it got to the point that basically they ran out of words to give the participants. So it was just like at that point I felt like just give them, give them the trophy. <laughs> like you don't you don't prolong it. Like they deserve it. Give them the trophy. It's over with. I feel like I should have been there. What, what was Why? I wanted to be in it. In it. I mean, mean? Oh, that's right. He to, is to a judge? he's a former champion. No, in it. He's a former oh, spelling bee champion. Yeah, oh, man, you can't yeah. spell no word in German. Okay, yeah. you. I spent a couple years in Germany. Okay, now I mean you can spell all the words that they threw at. Not all. All right then, there now we go. Now some, uh, like you be like water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> water. <laughs> water. Oh, sir, water. But I, I don't know, man. I just. Can you repeat that? It, t- typically, <laughs> I don't really follow it, but I just think it's very interesting how, of course, like I said, eight individuals won. But the fact on how they break apart each word that they don't really know off top in order to figure out how to spell. How to spell. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we were saying earlier, to figure out, okay, 
uh, the origin of the first part of the word is here and does it mean this and they say yes and then they're like okay i know how to spell it's like mm-hmm. dang how did you i don't know that's just to me that's 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 amazing and what's the age uh they're between 13 and 12 14 and 12. so the youngest one was 12 and the oldest one was 14. but i'm looking at the words that they spell their final words and i'll be honest i can't pronounce them that's, uh, because they're in the northern language language exactly. yeah like uh this one one of them start with an s uh, no, 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 just give me no, no. one number word, Jim. just give me one number word, just one, one of the, A-U, yeah, A-U-S-L-A-U-T, this definitely Oslo, Oslo, this one is, uh, Bougainville, I don't, Bougainville, looks Richard, Bougainville, that's how you say it, Bougainville, Mississippian, Bougainville, and this one's Ajalet. Ajalet. I can read. Let me see. Angelette. Yeah. <laughs> this one. Palama. I got that one. Palama. Palama. Pastrami. <laughs> so yeah. No. Um, that's really impressive. No. Nah, that age. Yeah. That age group. So basically, that's the age where your child already thinks that they know everything. No, but in that situation, right. they know a lot they more really than me. Do. So I'm just gonna be like, man. They really do. So how do they study these words? They just like I mean some some I mean some of them just I think I just trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this, just trained at a, at so a how much you are a former champion? How did you study these words? How I studied these words, man, just you know. Wasn't it Google, 50, Google? Just Google, man. Yeah, just, just, well, you know, when I was coming up, they didn't even have Google. You know, and uh, I think is it, I think it's in Chinese culture or Japanese culture, one of the two, that uh, they actually teach their kids. They focus more on manners first, then the curriculum later. I think the first few years is manners. They train them in manners and stuff like that. Learn how to be respectful and developing patience and understanding stuff like that. That's very important. Mm-hmm. And they teach that in school. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. Good. You will. You'd be surprised at the curriculum that they have in other countries. Versus what we have here, huh? Just well, like, just like what he said. And a second language is basically required in yeah. all countries. Since English yeah. is like one of the bigger languages. Think about how many people that you know from Mississippi that went to school with. I know a couple of people that went to school with us from Tier, Mississippi. They are in China teaching English, and like an elementary to middle school level. Wow. They learning that. Wow. They learn. Which that. is the best age for you to learn it? So. Even in Afghanistan, they know minimum three, four languages. Everybody almost. Wow. Whereas in here, yeah, barely find anybody. Barely English. Because we, <laughs> yeah, because that, we feel too, like, yeah. Yeah, we, we feel like English is the universal language, right. and everybody so comes here. Like so, and I've heard people say, uh, why, "Why are you speaking that other language for? You in America, you need to speak. You need to speak English." Have you ever heard people say that before? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't like, stand it. Why are you like that? I can't stand it. Because I mean, I mean, that's argumentative. I can argue the fact that, okay, why are you speaking English? You should speak Native American. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You stole, you know what I'm saying? That's that's a whole other topic. So. so, yeah. But the spelling bee was 50. <laughs> it was 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. And they all get that in their own trophy. From California. No, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I 
really good. Yeah, Mike, I don't yeah. think you would have won this spelling bee. Okay, so now that one, spell. I probably would have. I give y'all that one. I'm talking about ten years ago. Now. Yeah, but we ain't talking about ten. We talking about this recent. What well, the kids have changed? <laughs> hey, first of all, all these kids were uh, very, very intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> it's one kid. So. These kids didn't have TV at home. But I'm this one kid, he played third last year. They want to computers all the time. You say he played third last year? Yeah, and so he studied. Typically four to five hours on weekdays, but ahead of the competition, he said he wrapped it up and studied as much as he could, which was maybe an extra one or two hours on the weekdays and ten hours on the weekends. So six a hours more, a week, just depending on if ten I had hours on a weekend. That man was working a full time job. job. Yes, and so a Told you they had no TV. Right. That I play. They take away all. So they, they basically walk. Things with that words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't hooked on phonics every day. If they, listen, if the iPad is spitting out words, they ain't watching it. <laughs> How do you study that long, really? If you, if, but, but if. But I, I don't think, think they it, say it, it's probably not consistently. Hopefully it's taking 30 minute verse in between. But, but think about it, if that's the culture though, if that's the culture and that's what you bring your child up in, they don't know anything else. Yeah, but, but typically your mind needs some type of break. break. Yeah, like. Typically 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, but you're talking about 10 hours over a weekend. Right? <laughs> oh, power nap. You're talking about 10 hours over a weekend. 20 minute power nap. 10 hours over a weekend really not that bad, though. Think about a weekend. So you stay here from 8 to 8. No, 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 no. It doesn't have to be. I'm thinking about my work and I got to lunch in between. It could be two hours here early in the day, two hours here later in the day. Two hours here early the next I day. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? You can break it up however you, however you want to. You're talking about over the span of 48 hours. Yeah, but if you think about during the week, though, that means they're going to school and then coming home right. studying. But, but, but if they don't know anything else, think about it. We do what we do because that's what we know. If, that's true. If our culture was something different, yeah, that's true. then that's we the would norm. adapt to Yeah, yeah. it was just normal to us. Right. Now, us, it seemed crazy to us because we have other things to do. Right, but what do they have access to? If their parents restricted them access to certain things, like I know people that I went to high school with that did not have TV, did not have cable, did not have a TV in the house. In high school, he we was our valedictorian. His dad was a principal at a, at a school. He did not have a TV in his house. He became valedictorian. He was like, why? Question, what's he doing now? This is cool. I'm about to say he went to college and got a hold of that Xbox. <laughs> 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 they got live? What is this? Talk to people around the world. This is great. <laughs> I said about a year ago. Um, and I was like, no. <laughs> he is either a doctor. Whoa. Or really on his way to be a doctor. He's like a research doctor or something like that. But see, see, I commend that, but at the same time... They it's, it's, yeah, Yes, there's a huge risk in that because your child, it's a possibility they don't, he or she doesn't know how to cope with certain things. Exactly, they because they haven't been exposed. You can only handle your child to certain things for so long, but when, it, when that child get outside of that, because they grow up and things happen, right? They're not in the nest for forever. They, they, they grow up and they become grown and they can do certain things and have access to certain things. And now they're like, yo, this been out here the whole time? Mm-hmm. They can do, well, they can do a couple things. They can start to resent their parents mm-hmm. for it. They can start to change their whole lifestyle because I want to do this now because I, have, because I can. Or they can continue on the path that they were. 
But even if they continue on the path that they were, who's to say that at some point in life they want to experience something new? Or they're not happy. Or they exactly they're not happy, and they want to experience see, something and, new. And see that they, they, well, they, they change everything. Just well, like that, I said, they get a hold of their Xbox Live. What that goes into? Like I guess I would probably change the wording and not try to, I guess, hinder your child from certain experiences, but to, I guess, teach it in the right setting. You know. Um, Trying to see how I'm gonna word this. So typically, I won't say the word because I think, yeah, we got a clean version on this, so I ain't gonna say nothing explicit. But typically, when you become an adult and you get married, there's a physical activity to help produce children. (laughs) (laughs) But hold on. But with that being said, so like, you know, a lot of people avoid that conversation, and it's somewhat as a taboo. But as far as my belief system, it was made for those who were married. So how can that be taboo? You got to teach it in the right context because think think of it like, you know, lightning is very dangerous electricity, but in the right container, it can power a city. So with that being said, if you teach that in the right context, then it's not going to do damage to that child. But if you allow the world and other children to teach your child, oh, you're going to come back with with an issue, Mm -hmm. you know, so you can't avoid it. Just teach it in the right context. Tell the child, this is what the world says it is. This is what it was supposed to be. You decide. Great analogy. You know, we can tie that back to finances. That's true. We can tie that back to finances. People don't talk about finances. Everybody think it's taboo to talk about. I don't want to talk about my my personal finances to you because it's mine, and I don't want you to judge me based on the decisions that I've made. I know I made some bad ones. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But if we actually like encourage the conversation with personal finances, maybe we'll be better off as people. Period. You know what I'm saying? Because how much can I learn from you if you tell me one of the mistakes that you've made? I'm not going to judge you, but I'm like, dang, she did that? You know what? I'm going to make sure if I get in this situation, I ain't going to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's that, too. And then a lot of stress is developed because we want to tab these certain topics, but we're afraid to. So, like you said, I, I agree with you. We should have, we should be willing to have these types of conversations because everybody wants to talk about certain stresses or certain things that they're going through but yet they're afraid of because it's supposedly the taboo therefore it's causing more stress and all this other crap because they don't talk to anybody about it you know and they or they think they're the only one that's going through because they haven't talked to anybody and when they say something oh you going through it too then that's a huge load off right there Mm -hmm. just knowing two or three people going through the same exact thing Mm -hmm. and that happens a lot that happens a lot We'll, we'll be surprised at the mountains and the obstacles that we can overcome are just talking because you never know what somebody else is going through right you may think ah oh, it's just me it's just me you can open you can open that open up that conversation you ain't got to tell our business you can just open up the conversation you just never know what somebody else may hit oh man i'm going through the same thing he's like oh for real i'm not it's just not just me you know you never know what was going on in my head you know but just to know that somebody else is just sharing some of those same thoughts some of those same feelings uh or have went through the same thing that i've went through that, that i'm going through now could actually help me out that's right but we never know because we don't ever say anything we have everybody has different experiences right everybody don't have the same experiences one thing i like about a team and specifically our team is because everybody is a different person we have different personalities and we go through different things we go we have different experiences the only way that we can learn uh is if we talk that's why i like to talk to our team and just multiple teams out there because 
they offer different perspectives that you've never seen before because you don't experience everything somebody else has experienced. Right. They may experience it before you, and then they can help you with it, with it as you experience it, or vice versa. You could experience it before them, and they could be go walking into that situation, and you could alleviate a lot of their concerns because you're like, hey, I did this before. Like, oh, for real? Oh, man, please tell me. But we have come to the conclusion that nobody can help me with what I'm going through because I'm the only person that went through this. And think about that as a Google search. Have y'all ever went to search on Google yes. and you typing in and something and the exact oh, thing yes. that you're trying to type up, somebody uh-huh. said it before? Mm-hmm. you like, somebody asked this question before, man. <laughs> I thought it was a weird question. Mm-hmm. And, you, yeah. and you arrow down, doop, doop, enter. And you see all the results. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody else thought about this <laughs> prior to me. So, yeah, you hit on a, good, a couple of good points about that. The need of having a conversation on certain uh, situations that you're going through in your life and stuff like that. So it was good, I guess, in this situation for us to have this podcast and to talk about these certain situations and talk about our experiences and whatnot. Um, but we hit on a lot of good topics. Uh, I think it was great. You know, hopefully the audience enjoys this and whatnot. Um, if you guys have any, I guess, topics you want us to cover, you know, feel free to uh, follow us on our Facebook page and Instagram. We're actually going to have the link for those pages in the description. So feel free to uh, send us a, a message and you know put in put down certain topics you want us to discuss. Uh, if we have any questions for us, we'll feel free to you know we, we'll be glad to answer it for you and stuff like that. You guys have anything else you want to add to that part? Awesome. Nothing for me. I really enjoyed it. It's my first podcast. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Everybody clap for clap hands. <laughs> <laughs> You put the little editing thing in there where they do the All right, editing JT, put the clap hands right there. All right, Roger that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this is Gio, and you've just listened to Gio Talks. We'll see you later.